Welcome to Get Wisdom with your hosts, Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Imagine if God was a co-host. What if the historically rare ability to converse with God and get profound answers to questions has been rediscovered? What would God say to today's troubled world? Get Wisdom will share those answers. Now, here is Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Get Wisdom. I'm Brian Kelly, along with Carl Mollison, founder and director of the Get Wisdom Project. Carl, we're uh, going to reminisce a little bit uh, and do a show on a subject that you have channeled, a very interesting one, and one familiar to many people. Tonight's show host, Johnny Carson. Yes, uh, he was beloved by many and a figure of great stature and admiration. Most people really liked the guy, and that's why he held forth for decades, I think, in that in that role, 30 years, I believe. So he was one of TV's best-known personalities, really making The Tonight Show special and gave forth to a lot of new talent in the course of his years. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld, Jay Leno, Jimmy Fallon credit him with launching their careers. And one of the interesting things for me is having watched him as a viewer all through that period, you know, on and off again, I ended up doing a spirit rescue for him when I started doing remote spirit releasement work. And I started thinking about the people who had passed, who I cared about, and I would go and check on them. And this is before I had lots of clients, so I had more time available to do that. And and I checked on him one day and found he was still struggling in the lower astral plane. So flash forward a few more years, and I'm channeling creator of all it is now. And one of the things I do is channel beings in the light who are in the divine realm. So I can go and talk to people, for example, who I've done a spirit rescue on and get an accounting of what that was like. And we did that with Johnny Carson and a number of other things. We're going to give you his words about a few of the questions we asked, and the rest you'll have to go to get wisdom and and listen to the recording. We have it on file. It's available to anyone to listen to. Yes, and uh, so we're gonna. I'm going to ask questions as if I was you, and you're going to answer as if you were Johnny doing the channeling for most of this show. Right. Right. Okay, and, and I want to add, you did check very recently on his psychic, Egg McMahon, and the good news was is that he was safely in the light. Yes, yeah. This is a plight that befalls about one out of three people, that they do not make it back. They get stuck, and there's a variety of reasons for that. Lack of belief, struggling at the end stage too greatly, keeps them in a low vibration, and they can't cooperate with light callers who always come, no matter who you are or what you've done, you're always given a chance to go back to the light. And well, then you have to work out your karma later on. And yes. that's, you know, that's unavoidable. And Carson will talk about that and how his karma was a huge factor in the life of, as Johnny Carson. Well, this certainly is one of the more interesting channelings out of the many you've done. So let's get on with it. Carl, you asked Johnny Carson in the light, can you describe for us why you became earthbound in spirit form following your passing and what you experienced as you transitioned following the death of your physical body? All right. And these are Johnny Carson's words. The end stage of my life was filled with massive regret. And this was because I participated in my own demise through the reckless indulgence primarily of smoking 
as I believe this was the major reason for the emphysema that took my life. Seeing the end coming filled me with great, great regret and remorse about the wasted years that could have been. The struggles I was wading through that were of my own making, my own fragile state of wellness, ill health and actuality, and that came about through my own hands, and I blamed myself heavily for this and became quite terrified of what was looming larger and larger. Seeing my death in essence a state of nothingness, which is a great, great fear people carry within. One of the reasons for this is they may have had difficulty in between planes of existence. And this became my fate because, first of all, it was my focus. I saw the darkness coming. I anticipated how horrible it would feel, and it terrified me. This is no way to be in making the transition from life in the physical. This sets you up to continue in that mode without your body and without your senses. And what you focus on will launch your experience in one direction or another. If you are anticipating being with the heavenly realm and reuniting with loved ones and perhaps religious figures of great solace, majesty, and profound love, that is looking forward and upward. If you are anticipating the end of everything in a nothingness, as a dead end, and the loss of everything, that is quite a different matter. And that was what set me up to suffer. I left under the worst of possible circumstances, in addition to which I was also infested with dark spirit attachments that stayed with me and began to prey on me with even greater savagery. I did not know anything about this reality because the war within me was taking place at a low level in my mind I could not tune into directly. But this is the plight of the inner self, the inner being, what your channel would call the deep subconscious. There is a layer of the mind separated from awareness, and it is the battleground of life because that layer is also the playground of spirit attachments who will talk to their host and program them if they can to have all sorts of false ideas, false beliefs, and heavy, heavy negative emotional consequences. This is all a strategy to gain greater energy from their host, but it drags the person down and can hold them back in life quite severely. I persevered through much of my inner misgivings, all of which were worsened by having a full complement of negative spirit attachments working within to push the levers of negativity from all that had traumatized me, not only in my current life, but in prior lifetimes as well. That was the way I was dragged down and kept in a kind of state of impairment in being separated spiritually from higher awareness during my physical life, and this simply continued when I left my body. I was in such a low state of being from the weight of impending death and then having my mind essentially left behind, because that is a product of the brain. Living now without a brain and a body, my thoughts were all within the deep subconscious. It is the gateway intuitively to reaching out to the universe, potentially into the divine realm as well, but only as a potential. If one has a constraint and a limitation on that outreach, then one is left solely with one's own thoughts and the awareness of past difficulty because that is accessible. 
that layer of the mind can reach into the past records and accounts of everything that has happened. So I was seeing all my prior lives of struggle and loss and pain and suffering and was being hounded and tormented by my spirit attachments, drumming up greater and greater fears within me about my failings, about all I was losing and mocking me and taunting me, all of which was intended to cause great suffering. The reason being, it would summon more energy, and that would pay them a dividend at my expense. This is the plight of most beings who are in limbo and unable to reach the light. They may be totally alone and in a vast nothingness. More than likely, they have attackers who prey on them and will use everything they can think of to make the experience a horrific one. This went on for years and years and years without let up and was a huge source of pain and suffering that only worsened my state of being and any possibility of thinking of myself in a positive way or to even conceive of something positive happening. When you have a group of beings in your face, so to speak, screaming insults, mocking and raising horrifying possibilities, The torrent of invective pouring in on you is a distraction of major proportion and consequences. This is what the earthbound face. And the endless torment that was showered on me is what ramped up the past pain to such a level. I thought of myself as unworthy of being destroyed and began to see things their way. That this being I knew of as Johnny Carson had fooled everyone. I had actually taken advantage of everyone and unfairly cheated them of their time and their money as well and felt deserving of destruction. And to me then, it was only a matter of time before that would happen. As the pain mounted and the suffering intensified, my hope became my eventual destruction, ending this endless agony. Little did I realize under those conditions, I was charting a downward spiral and navigating perfectly to see to it. What happened when your channel did a rescue for me was it stopped descending. It stopped my downward spiral from worsening. And for the first time, there was a let up in the relentless agony. And I began to have a period of calm and was able to begin thinking in a true sense for the first time other than reacting as a wounded animal, shrieking in pain. This began to shift the energies within me and allowed some strengthening to take place. This is one of the ironies that people do not realize but ought to know. In the depths of despair and suffering of the most extreme kind, it is literally the power of that person to cause their suffering and to maintain it that keeps them in that quandary. And that outreach carried me over the top by raising my vibration sufficiently. I could see the light callers coming to assist me, coming to encourage me, coming to greet me and remind me of the existence of the light. And this brought with it such feelings of love that through being raised up, I was able to begin recalling that what, what that existence is like. And memory started to return about the workings of the light being and how I had done this myself. And this is what carried me forward. And I was able to be raised up and return to a joyous reunion in the light 
with the many people I had known in the living who had been part of my life, those important figures helping me to mentor me for my career, to whom I owed all my success, who had passed on before me. I resumed the friendships. All of my loved ones who passed before me and then the people in prior lifetimes I shared. Even the ones who caused great harm and suffering to me during those times, I embraced with great love because they were truly my best of friends. Members of my soul group who shared those experiences for the purpose of learning and growth and who took the brunt of the negativity from me, causing them harm. So what I was shown and reminded of in returning to the light when everything where when everything is shiny and beautiful and love reigns supreme, one can see how we pass a torch from one to another, sometimes one of majesty and upliftment, sometimes a torch of suffering and pain. The acts of power and subjugation, diminishment of others for our own gain, leave scars, leave wounds that continue the pain, and that pain inevitably will be handed back by them. And then the shoe is on the other foot, and one has to rebalance or repay the debt that was caused in the previous acts of perpetration of wrongdoing. And this is how the universe ultimately is restored and comes back into balance once again. So all of this was in play for me personally in what I experienced and why I struggled so with my return to the light. This is the most glorious of places you will ever experience and is beyond your imaginings. The contrast is of such an extreme kind, there are not even words in your language to describe what this is truly like. Bliss as a concept is a pale depiction of divine love in action when experienced firsthand without a filter without a distance or sense of separation. It is glorious and it is the birthright of each and every person. Those who are in your way causing you harm have lost their connection and are in the greatest need of restoration and healing help. Despite all that happened to me and all the savagery directed at me, The greatest loss I see from my perspective now in the light is not that I suffered. It is that these savage beings, in wreaking that savagery, have wounded themselves far, far more. And their road back will be a steep one and had a very difficult and challenging one. The act of forgiveness setting that in motion is an act of greatness because it creates the possibility of the biggest of miracles. Well, it's interesting that Johnny wound that up, that whole passage, with the power of forgiveness, which we covered just uh, in a a recent uh, show as well. Well, this is a divine being we're talking to. We're all divine and divine in origin. When we're back in the light, we live it. And when we're down here, we're disconnected. We have to find our way back to something spiritual and try to make a connection as best we can. But it's intermittent. It's a faulty apparatus we're using. And that leaves us at a loss oftentimes. And why people get so out of alignment and get into trouble and suffer so. And that is how it comes to be that 
it may be harder to get back into the like being mode once again. So it's just re- remarkable after being yep. tormented for years and years and years, almost to the point where he was willing to say, destroy me because he couldn't take it anymore. Even after that and being rescued, he's thinking about those wretches who tormented him and want them to have healing yes. and a rescue. Yes. Well, there's a big object lesson here, Carl. Um, certainly nobody wants to suffer in limbo for, for years or even decades. Uh, so that big takeaway from this is pay attention to what was, was shared here and you know, cater to your frame of mind because it's very important when your passage does occur. Yes, you can prepare. Becoming spiritual again, if even if you're rusty and feel kind of silly, this is real. God is real. God is within you, knows everything going on with you, but you're cut off, and that is not God's fault. That was done to us. So yes. we're fighting from behind. We're coming from behind. There is a path back, and there is a way to guarantee it, and that is to have a light worker protocol healing session done for you because it includes a request to the divine to see to your safe passing so you don't go through what Johnny Carson did. They will come for you, the light beings, and they will work to heal you until you're ready to transition fully. And that's what we did for him. We did this outreach, exactly the same process. It rescued him and it will rescue you. But you have to make a request. The divine does what we ask. It won't do this unilaterally. We're in a learning curve here. So we have to be smart enough to know what we need when we reach out in prayer. People might be a little confused about this, but the divine considers the lower astral planes as an extension of the physical plane. And this is a free will zone down here. That's right. So the astral plane is is an extension of the physical and not an extension of the divine. There's a big boundary between the two, and it's more attached to this plane and not the divine. So just because you pass from your physical body doesn't mean that you've left the earth plane. That's why they call it earthbound. You're yes. still literally trapped in earth's environment, and essentially you have not passed on as spirit. You've passed out of your body as spirit, but the spirit is not passed on. You're literally stuck here, and that's, that's right. a result of free will. That's right. It's, it's no different than with criminals in the physical Yes, They have the free will to run amok, and they won't get away with it in the long term because of the law of karma that will rebalance that, and it will come from them. They'll have to pay. But in the meantime, they can victimize others. And so in the lower astral, it's the same thing. There are spirit criminals, in effect, these lower beings, these fallen angels that prey on people. They'll get their day of reckoning at some point. But in the meantime, they still have the ability to do their thing. And we have to defend ourselves, just like we do with criminals, to take care of ourselves, make smart decisions, be informed, know what danger consists of, and how to protect oneself. Coming up next, Johnny Carson reveals the painful past lives that set him up to struggle. We'll be back after this.
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Take a closer look at yourself in the present. Your body has its own GPS system designed to help you follow your intuition, align your thoughts, and set your own course. Host Dee Lee is here to be your external guide to this discovery. Take a break, a mindful space to pause, and help bring forth the balance that your life deserves. Listen live for Mindful Space to Pause every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the second segment of Get Wisdom. We're talking about the transition difficulties that Johnny Carson experienced upon his passage. And most of this material is coming from a channeling series video that is available on getwisdom.com. And if you're not familiar with these channeling series, uh, they're put together by both Carl and Denny Hunt. Denny Hunt is a partner of ours in Get Wisdom, and he puts together a series of questions, and then he acts as a co-host that they do over Skype, and then they record it for later. And Denny actually asks these questions. So uh, Carl graciously corrected me during the break that I should credit Denny for actually asking the questions. So now I've transmuted, I've transformed, I've become Denny Hunt now. Oh, <laughs> scary thing, right, Carl? <laughs> okay. It'll, it'll work. There you we'll go. We'll pretend. We'll pretend. All right. Okay, so let's get on with it. Uh, in this segment, we're, Johnny Carson is going to describe how past lives set him up to struggle. And Denny asked, in spite of being on television nightly, beloved by millions of people as host of The Tonight Show, you were often described as extremely shy. For example, being called the most private public man who ever lived. What karmic experiences in your past lives may have set you up to have this struggle despite all your talents. All right, and this is what Johnny Carson told us from the light. We welcome the opportunity to share with you the real Johnny Carson. What you saw was a mask. It was literally a mask because I wanted to be accepted. I went about trying to please others, to amuse others, to amaze others as a way of being accepted and being seen as having something of value. 
I felt I needed something special to show others because otherwise I would be rejected. This was my view of myself. I rejected myself from the outset during my life. And that was because of many prior lifetimes where I was suffering and was rejected by those around me. I had a number of lifetimes where I was abused and entered life in a loveless home and it worsened from there. I had a lifetime where I was a vagabond from a very, very young age, living on the streets by my wits, trying to find enough to eat and living a shortened life as a consequence, being hated everywhere I went, being an eyesore, being an annoyance, being a blight on the landscape, something repulsive everyone pretended not to see and would look the other way. Each experiencing being a dagger through my heart and a confirmation of my lowly status and my identity becoming one of being a source of revulsion. This is how I entered life. The long string of karmic liabilities created by those lifetimes started me off in life with an inner belief in my being defective. My most recent incarnation was as a young boy born with a birth defect. And I had what is called a hair lip, which is a split in the lip extending often up to the nose itself that makes one look somewhat animal-like, somewhat like the rabbit, and hence the name. But it is a defacement, literally, and the experiencing of it is very much setting a person up for self-rejection because it will be difficult for others to view that individual in a normal way. The face is such a kind of label of the person representing who they are in so many ways because the facial expressions are very much a projection of their moods, their thoughts, and the intent behind any communication. It is a truism that the eyes are a window to the soul, and so every aspect of the visage conveys a meaning in the interchange between people. When there is a kind of visible and profound defect, it is a huge distraction, and it will detract from the ability to see the person as a normal individual, if only because it is disquieting and creates an awkwardness in the interchange, and when people are afraid to make eye contact, then everything is worsened from there in the outcome of the interchange. And so I lived a life as outcast, as a friendless being with no love. I was rejected by my parents who found my existence shameful and felt it was a blot on them and the family to have a defective child. I was bullied and ostracized and never experienced a love relationship. So when I entered my life as Johnny Carson, that was my more recent life experience. I had a sojourn in the light in between, but that did not heal me. And this is important for people to understand. Your problems, your struggles, your liabilities, all of the karmic mess created by life influencing you in reaction to perhaps worsen things remains here in the earth plane for you to deal with. When you go to the light, you have a sojourn doing other things and re-experiencing your true nature for a time. This is a wonderful rest and recuperation, but it does not heal your human travails They are a part of the energy that your soul associates with the physical plane, and they're on record. They're on file and still connected to you energetically, even though you are now in the light and your troubles remain behind. 
and continue to resonate in all that you've experienced, everything you touched. When you reincarnate, you are reconnecting more directly and powerfully to the energy of all that happened to you within the earth plane. So I was very much a wounded soul coming into life. And everything I did as an entertainer was in reaction to wanting to overcome a perception within that I was defective and I was an imposter still. In spite of my successes, I never lost that inner doubt. It served me greatly in motivating me to strive for excellence because that endless need for approval inspired me to greater diligence and greater thoroughness and a greater dedication to my craft and to putting in the hard work to craft an image for myself and maintain a high standard of performance excellence in everything I attempted. At least this was the goal, and my experiences on record are certainly no match for many great artists and performers, but I'm speaking of the intentions, not necessarily of the results. So on balance, I can look back at that life and see that I was able to cope sufficiently to get through it and do well by human standards. But from my vantage point in the light, I can tell you I view my life as one of complete failure. Because I lived a life, a kind of parallel existence. I was an imposter. I was not truly myself. I created a persona that could achieve acceptance, but it was not truly who I was. That being, that Johnny Carson, was defective still in my inner beliefs. I was not aware consciously of that prior life with a birth defect, but my subconscious mind was and saw me that very same way because it was me. It was the part of me that lived through that life as well. I didn't come back as someone completely new. I came back as the same person I was in the prior go-round because life is a continuation. This is what having an immortal soul means. Wherever you go, wherever you are, you are still you. And you will be a product of all that has come before. Everything leaves its mark. Everything results in an energetic influence of some kind. And those energies persist. The energy stored and the record of all that happens reconnects to you and begins to influence everything taking place. So that was the reason for my shyness, for my awkwardness that I used as a comedic tool. I was my own foil in a sense, moving by turns from the suave, accomplished, quick thinking, quick with a comeback host that could handle anything and anyone to the bumbling idiot who would trip on my way to the desk or would grapple for some quick exit and look sheepish when a line fell flat doing my monologue. That was taking the energy of my inner being and showing it at times to use it as a foil and then be a way of gaining acceptance and sympathy because people would identify with that struggling self I showed at times. And so I learned this along the way, that I could be a force that would be accepted and my weakness became a strength, at least in service to my career. But as you can see from my description of all that happened subsequently, I paid quite a heavy price for never healing that inner deficiency. So while it is true that if I had had early healing for that prior trauma, I might never have had my career as an entertainer, as a show business personality. I would have had much more growth and would have gained more greatly in service to my soul 
in getting some real healing in place because I would be much, much stronger and better prepared for whatever came in the future. As it happens, I can see this quite clearly from where I am in the light. But when I come down again into life in a new incarnation, I will be once again that lowly being who struggled life after life after life, being rejected, being faulty and defective and shunned. And even the life as Johnny Carson, the television personality will be a life lived as an imposter with no gains, no healing, but only showing some sleight of hand in another sense, not a card trick, but a life trick holding me up in front of the TV camera with a smile and a quip that would amuse, but inside being that small boy with a hair lip wanting to cover it because I knew inside ultimately they would find me out and I would be shunned once again. This was prophetic because I ended up doing it to myself primarily on the way to my demise and then in my journey in between earth and the heavenly realm. This does not have to be your fate, and my great hope is that by the time I return, the healing work you are launching with your endeavor to share your knowledge with the world will enable me to find my way to someone like you again and receive healing for those liabilities because they will still be there. They are a part of my being. They were created within me, in my presence, with my participation, wittingly and unwittingly. But they are my responsibility to deal with and to surmount. This is the path of every person, to find a way through and to reach beyond all that goes wrong and make the most of it an understanding and a greater depth of meaning how to deal with negativity and come out truly on top and not a wounded soul. Wow, truly amazing. Yeah, there's so much implications here. You know, people would find it hard to believe that Johnny Carson would consider that a wasted life. But yes. he makes the point quite clearly that he had constructed a persona and that didn't really reflect his true inner self and became very successful with that mask. Yes. And, yes. and it's, the message is clear that, you know, if, if you just hide behind a persona or a mask and live an entire life, no matter how outwardly successful, that's not the treasure you lay up in heaven, you know, and it's the treasure you lay up in heaven to take with you. It's the wisdom that you actually accumulate that, that you're able to take with you. Yes. Well, we, we have a new wrinkle since we talked with him. This was over a year ago. Uh Our protocol is advanced to the point where we are actually, doing healing for beings in the light now. Yes. And this is a workaround we conceived of because the divine realm works in other timelines. So we realized one day that we could ask for healing to be done for people prior to leaving the earth plane and going back into the light. So we're working on John Carson. In that life as Johnny Carson, we're working on Johnny Carson in that life born with a birth defect and the life before that as a vagabond. And so I'd be interested, maybe we'll channel him again and get a perspective as to how that's going and what he thinks of as his future potential coming back in the next incarnation. 
whether he will be in this dire circumstance, like it never changed, never improved, but it actually will now be better. And that would be a great plug for the protocol work because that's the intention, to heal people's karma. It's big. It's a huge factor in life. And a lot of it comes from prior lives. So 94% of physical illness, for example, comes from karmic trauma. Yes. 78% of that comes from other lifetimes, prior lives, not the current life. And, you know, even medicine recognizes adverse childhood events have a huge health impact decades later. It shortens life. It causes, it's associated with many chronic illness as well as psychiatric problems. But this you know, is a multi-life dilemma. You know, a, a, a conundrum that I think I've identified is that you can come back life after life and actually get better and better and better at creating personas and masks. And so that actually enhances your dilemma, increases the depth of your suffering, because yes. now you have a coping mechanism that doesn't really apply to soul growth. Yes, well, this is the plight of people who become really good at criminality. <laughs> they yes. come back, pick up where they left off, and they've got some inner knowledge and awareness, prior skills, if you will, and they can do a worse life as a consequence and dig a deeper hole for themselves. So we, we need more recidivist do-gooders who, who come back yes. and do humanitarian work ever more effectively by virtue right. of their successes. So that's the shift that has to take place. And that's a big message I think Johnny is sending, is that beware of these role models that are put up for you by society. A yes. lot of these people are, are not what you think internally. Yeah, everyone is acting on their inner programming, a lot of which is dictated by the past. And then karma coming in to create a backlash because they set something in motion and karma will do it. It's relentless. It's very precise and it will create the same circumstances over and over and over. We're going to talk about that. I'm sorry, Carl. We're out of time. Uh, We're going to talk about that in the next segment. We'll be right back after this. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. 
Tune in to The James Dentley Show and learn strategies for success in business and in life. Dr. James Dentley is a proven success coach who knows how to convert good into great. You'll find out from the achievers and leaders how they got to be the success stories that they are. And Dr. Dentley and his guests will give you the tools you need to follow in their footsteps. It's time to become the best version of you. Listen to The James Dentley Show, Fridays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on Voice America Empowerment. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They're here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the Get Wisdom. We are here talking about Johnny Carson, of all people. Uh, Johnny Carson was a channeling subject for the channeling series we host on Get Wisdom. Uh, the questions were put put together by Denny Hunt and asked uh, during a video channeling that you can view on Get Wisdom. You can also get transcripts for this if you are a supporter member, and you can look into that on our website, getwisdom.com, as well. Denny asked, asked Johnny Carson, although you were brought up in a Christian family, this did not seem to be much a part of your adult life. What were the reasons you failed to maintain a spiritual focus and, by some accounts, were antagonistic to religion, and what lessons might this hold for others hearing your story? Right, and these are Johnny Carson's words. This is a quite important question you ask because it allows us to really weigh in and in the process pay tribute to the work you are doing, working for the light, working for the divine, in direct opposition to the dark forces that drag humanity down and stand squarely in their path, preventing human progress at a much more rapid rate and with a much greater likelihood of further expansion and overall success of humanity prevailing and continuing into the future. This all hangs in the balance. My story is a common tale. I was set upon by dark spirits as happens to each and every human infant. The reason is they have energy. These dark spirits have been cut off by the divine realm because of their depravity and are no longer given the energy of life but they have not been killed. This is to allow the possibility of their return and their salvation and is due to the kindness and the love of creator, not the desire of creator for more darkness to reign or to give them power. They are simply being allowed the possibility of reclaiming their lives. In the meantime, without energy, they will perish and they plague humans as a source of energy they can tap. They go after babies immediately and are often present during the birth experience itself because the stress involved can set up the mother to be vulnerable and having further spirit attachments if such is possible. If people are already chosen and occupied by a full complement of darkness, that may keep other spirits away, jealously guarding their host to be owned by them. Infants as new arrivals are fair game, and they are set upon. Infants are wide open energetically, have no defenses, and are vulnerable. The only thing you can do to protect them is to pray for their protection 
and the divine realm is able to come in and help protect them from invasion. This will not happen unless there is a human request. The infants are not aware. They are vulnerable and they are powerless to take action. They no longer have their awareness of what this phenomenon is. Coming in as a newly minted being in the physical, wiped free of memory of all that has happened before. They have a sense of the connection to the divine that is stronger than adult humans, but don't have the intellectual ability to diagnose the problem and ask for a specific solution. They must be prayed for. This is the burden of the parents. In the same way, they would not leave their child unattended in a public place where someone might snatch them or allow them to be in harm's way. Even sitting in the sun for too long a time with skin exposed to the sun's rays can be devastating. This is yet another hazard. This is what befell me at my infancy, and I carried dark spirits within me during my entire life. This set me up to be manipulated, to be tormented all along the way, using my own history as examples of inner weakness and failures that were thrown in my face literally through an ongoing dialogue being bullied by these naysayers all during my life. This is what held me back and held me down and contributed to my disconnection from my spiritual self. This is very common because these beings are working against the light. They are working against and in opposition to the divine. Having turned away themselves and fallen from grace, they now fear the light and are told again and again and again by the more powerful beings among them that the light is their enemy and the light will destroy them. They avoid it at all cost, and they will discourage their human host from anything spiritual because to them it is the risk of death the person is flirting with, and they want it nowhere near them, and they will actively interfere with spiritual thoughts, with cooperation in attending church or a synagogue or a mosque. They will rebel against saying prayers, any ritual for spiritual purposes. This is the reason many young people turn away and become incorrigible on the subject. And the parents may simply let them go and allow them their own freedom to make their choice. This may seem noble on one hand, but it is condemning them to a self-sentence of distortion and deprivation and a lack of resources available in the event they may be needed, even to save the person's own life. This is the plight of the non-believer. They are entirely on their own and will not be given divine rescue simply because they have chosen this themselves. And human choices are always honored. There may be offerings, enticements to rethink things, but that may well not happen if people are deeply entrenched in their negativity. This is what kept me away from a more spiritual life. And this is typical of a high percentage of people this very day in the earth plane in the living. They have drifted away from their spiritual connection. Those roots have weakened and many times have become severed more and more. This drift away is a kind of risk. It will worsen and the spirit attachments within them will encourage this weakening, and they will eventually be so disconnected, their vulnerability is magnified, and the spirits will be the winners, because they'll have even greater ability to manipulate their host. 
Someone who maintains their link to creator and the divine has power within to work against their intruding beings attempting to bully and manipulate. If they ask for divine help, the divine realm can act as a buffer to keep those beings attenuated, to keep them at bay, for a time at least. And this can help people prevail and survive with a meaningful life that is not so very bad. It is those without faith who are at much greater risk because there can be no divine rescue for them. They have chosen this, maybe unwittingly, but life is the challenge of learning and growth. If one chooses to remain ignorant by not answering the call of inner curiosity, making quick judgments and shutting the door on alternative possibilities, they have sealed their fate and the divine is helpless. This is the reason I lived the life I did, not valuing the spiritual, not seeking any kind of interplay or anyone else with those views. I was indeed more antagonistic than that and embraced the kind of secular humanist perspective that religion was a negative. And there is ample evidence in history of dark doings in the name of religion to warrant such an opinion. But it is a superficial and faulty interpretation of the true meaning of what took place. It is an example of extremes of conduct when people are truly unaware of the reality of the divine and paying lip service to a brand of faith that is hollow because it is built on lies and the encouragement, if not only allowance, of extremes of conduct and taking the life of others and defending it as being a divine instruction and injunction. These are a perversion of the truth of the divine and will always end in tragedy for the perpetrator. And this is the road people choose to go down with disbelief or with faulty belief. I had disbelief and this constrained me in many, many ways. And so my life would have been quite different had I had a close partnership with the divine. I could have still had my career I would still have had a slow path for healing, even doing fervent prayer work, because my embracing the image of being defective was so very strong and so very powerful. I would have had to be quite lucky indeed to have help from a human healer, in addition to simple prayer work, to feel better because so much of it was under my control still. This is the learning people need to gain about their power. They need to do much themselves to heal. Simply requesting divine rescue and help will often not be enough because they are still in charge of many, many things and managing them directly. If they are in ignorance of this, they will suffer and it will be their ignorance that is to blame. My life was lived in ignorance and that is a very simple way to look at this, but a very accurate way. And this is the life of many, many others who embrace a secular perspective and do not realize they're giving up the greatest of gifts, including the reality of their own existence and heritage as a divine being in their own right. It is truly a disempowerment, and that is the fate I lived as a consequence. Yeah, really, really incredible stuff, um, but very very thought-provoking. The... um, the interesting thing here, again, is, you know, the outward appearance of success can betray the, the actual inner experience the person is going through. And this is, this is a thought that I had that 
sometimes it's, it's a good thing to have to struggle outwardly because that forces you to do some of the inner work. If you have a really wonderful working persona, that can create some um, disincentive for doing the, the negative work on the inside that you got to clean up. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a cushion. It's a crutch, if you will, a prop that you can rely on to get you through. And most people go through life like that. They soldier on, but don't realize all they're fighting within. And the work doesn't get done. And then their next life might be even worse. It just depends. Depends on who they choose in their family and how things transpire and whether they find their way back to faith. That can be a huge turning point. And faith-based healers can figure largely as well in helping people overcome this sort of thing. And if they're not healing themselves, if they're not engaged in a spiritual practice, even if they're a, a good person, per se, they're not, they're not creating all kinds of mischief in, in the world. Um, if, if they're walking around feeling uh, insecure, that's a form of negativity that they're feeding. And that has a karmic implication as well. And if you get really, really good at building personas, karma is probably going to compensate and make it even more difficult the next time around to recreate that persona. Uh, it just, you know, the, the goal is to grow spiritually. That's the goal of everybody's life, whether they know it or not. Yes. So what you're talking about, Brian, are, are really patterns of behavior that are belief-based. And they're common and typical for all of us that we have a certain kind of personality, a certain makeup, certain kind of energy, certain tendencies, and it's built on our karmic history. And so the people who are bold and brave and capable and strong and resilient likely have prior lives like that. They built up to that level of performance. Yes. And the shy retiring types like Johnny Carson um, they have a different history and it sets them up for more limitation, more uncertainty, doubt, fear, anxiety, and so forth. But the way forward is the deep healing to get the really deep healing needed. So I, I just want to make a comment. Johnny talked about other things as well in this channeling, some really interesting things. He talks sure. about show business and some of the good and bad aspects of it. We asked him about this famous incident where he appeared to debunk Yuri Geller, this psychic who came on the show and they sprung a challenge to do a spoon bending that he failed to do and then was ridiculed. And this was a setup and he talks about the reasons why and how that was orchestrated without his awareness. Well, Carl, we're at the end of the show. Be sure to check out Johnny Carson's channeling um, on GetWisdom.com. You can access that video for free if you sign up for a partnership membership. All it takes is just giving us your email, and uh, you can get a member partnership membership and get access to uh, dozens and dozens and dozens of these channeling videos, and you can watch the Johnny Carson channeling video where you can get more information about what Carl was just talking about. But unfortunately, Carl, we're out of time on, on this one, so uh, thank everybody for, uh, for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Be well. Thank you for listening today. Please tune in next Friday for another edition of Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They'll be here at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a beautiful week. 